Good morning. We're going back to Shaftim now. We have one more Marmokum on the Inyane Bitochen and Amuna from Yitzhakashir. We'll get to that hopefully, probably not this week, but in the uh, Musar Chelik of the Shir. Right now, we're going back to the beginning of Shimshin, and we had two Inyanim left over from the Malach and his giving over the nevuah of the special harashah of who Shimshin will be, what his job is, what the parents' job is, and the fact that Manoyach was a big tzaddik, uh, still thought that there's a danger by seeing a malach, even though it was clear they survived, and that's what Eishas Manoyach said. If you go to Perak Yud Gimel, Pasich Chav Gimel, And we'll go back after that one, for one minute to Pasuk Chaf. So we have the answer which uh, Manoach knew, but having conversation just to make sure that everybody is calm and we're going forward with this task that they still don't know too much about. I'm emphasizing that because when we begin the next parak his own parents are going to be very surprised on what he's trying to do and how he's trying to do it and when he's trying to do it. Even though we just had a whole parak where describes that he's going to start being Mashiach. Maybe he's not going to finish, but he's going to do a job and it'll be a very unusual job. We had, that was the last year before Sukkot, we had a separate harasha, the whole Nazir Shimshin is a Chiddush. They should bring carbonos, even though it's and normally that's Nisakaris. And the Malach, B'Shem Hashem, told them to bring it, and they understood that there's a Rosha not knowing fully that he's a Malach yet. That a hunch, but if he's not, he's a Navi. We discussed at length why is he an accredited Navi, so to speak, if they never saw him before. So the answers, the sum total of the answer was in the Karm Divrei Emes and the fact they did Nisim in the flows afterwards doesn't help because they brought the carbon already. I'm, I'm going to get back to that point in a moment. But there were enough things that were going on. She didn't have children for many years. She said, you're expecting. She all of a sudden felt expecting uh, with Simonim that were very clear. And so the conversation. They were convinced. And they knew the Rambam and they knew the Din that you have to prove it. The Rambam says two or three times. I tell them the future. This wasn't. That was our issue. But it was proven, you can understand though, based on that background of trying to prove a Navi Emes, and then not only doing that for general Musr and leadership, you have to start off with a Harosha. Leo was a Navi for a long, long time before he started that. He was many times over and living for a long time, so they knew it wasn't that shocking. Here, it's one of the reasons they were still nervous. And go back to Pasuk Chaf. I didn't point this out, but it's important for the Pashup Shat. Vayhi ba'alois, perik yikim ha'pasuk Chaf. Vayhi ba'alois halav me'al mezbech ha'shemayim ha'vayal me'al ha'shem ba'alav mezbech ha'menoyav yishta royim v'yiplo p'neim artza. So the last nace he did was he went up with the smoke, gone to Shemayim and disappeared. Okay, That's a nace, but malachim do that. They come and they go and they uh, appear and disappear. The thing that's hard to understand with the aside that usually is operational 
Hashem doesn't do Nisim for no compelling reason. See, it's Yisrael, there were Nisim upon Nisim every second, but that was the Ikri Yisrael Namuno. We're way past that. So what we didn't address, we go back to Pasuk Yudches, him disappearing in smoke, the Malach, is not, that's what, how Malachim leave. It's pretty pelotic, they could disappear maybe in a less dramatic way, but that's not the biggest nace. In Yudches, when he sort of tries to be Marames, they ask him his name, again on the assumption that he's human. That's already a Ramez, they knew Chumish, same conversation, sort of with Yaakovino and the Malach Nasar But to prove the point, if that weren't enough, you test. So they're convinced enough to follow the Arasha, whether he's a Navi, whether he's a Malach. They bring it, put it on the rock. Umafli lasas. Those two words I didn't yet explain. Umafli lasas means as they're doing it, the Malach is doing nisim in the flows. What's that all about? If you look at the Radak, if you have a Radak, it's the last one in your test. Umafli lasas. Umafli lasas. Umafli Hard to get anything out of a rock, like water, fire, and the Malach is in there with his finger giving a zap, and there were fires coming out of the Nisim and the flows. You can bring your own fire. They asked to bring a carbon so they can strike a match. And they probably did. He's making more. And it gets consumed with his uh, heavenly fire. And the finale of that nace, that's why went backwards in the psikkim over here, is that he goes up with that fire and that smoke. But what's the whole purpose then? Many ways for Allah to disappear. Why be maflila sois? And the Medrash here discusses with multiple nisim. What for? So I think the Pashib Shad is that he wanted to convince them that he was a malach. And only a malach can do these things. Uh, a navi, certain occasions, can ask for nisim, but it's not standard. A malach is one big nice. And and especially bringing Aish out of a rock, the Malach is made of Aish. So he wanted to give more Ramazim or clearer signs that he indeed was a Malach. And I believe that's why it happened. He also told them, at the last point, on the uniqueness of the fact that it wasn't a Navi and a Malach. So somebody asked me, I think it was you after Shir, we spoke about his refusal, his adamant refusal to take any gifts. He said, can we, can we bring you inside? You want dinner? He said, I'm not coming in. Don't even ask again. Nothing's going to work. I'm not coming. Why such an adamant refusal? And I think we were discussing the fact that not only did Nevi'im take small gifts, but the minig was, when they went to one, you would bring one, and you should bring one. Hence, the first meeting we have with Shmuel and Navi when Shoal comes, there's an iron, they're looking for the donkeys. And um, they realize they're in the neighborhoods. He says, well, why don't we go? And he said, we don't have anything to bring. He said, well, I have something, Dover Cotton. What's the purpose of that Dover Cotton? So all the Mepharshim say, same reason why Yitzhak Avino asked Esav to go bring a nice animal and fix it up well and serve it and make it tasty. You want to create even more of a connection. And it's not the sheikhid over here because it's a small gift. And it creates... A connection. It creates more of a, uh, a chibur and a chavrashaf. And so here somebody comes, not sure, a person, a malach, they want to invite him in and they want to be mahana him. 
we had one Misa in Navi where the Navi was told, you're going to the Sesa Shvatim, a dangerous, toxic area. Do not stop in for lunch anywhere. And then they tricked them into stopping in for lunch. That was unique. Normally, so dinner is not that valuable. And, and they didn't have restaurants along the way, so the proper thing to do is divide them in. So whether he eats, whether he doesn't eat, he's a malach, he's not going to eat, but you don't have to adamantly refuse. Why over here is it important that he convey that it's absolutely not a havmin, not coming? What's wrong with giving that small gift? So I think the answer is that stam, you don't want to bring large gifts because... The Navi is supposed to be self-sufficient. The Navim themselves were made independently wealthy, so they can give the Mutzer and they could lead Klai Yisrael and they don't have to worry about these things. Again, the problem is the meal isn't the big gift. I think when it comes to a Malach, it's worse because if you look through Chumash all over the place, it talks about this, one of the many popular Vodazars was the Makdir to a Malach to get on the good side and bring Keteris and bring gifts. That's already a borderline shash degenerating into a vazar, and that he didn't want that. So Amalek has clearer instructions. No gift. So they're not large, because he can't, can't do that even with a navi. Not even small, because we don't want somebody bringing something to Amalek. So Amalek quickly says, I'm not eating. I have no shaykhs over here. Bring a carbon. The carbon is Lashem. That's a xeris That's a rasha. That you could do. But nothing to do with me. And it was hard for us to imagine it's a hard, but I think it's easy to understand. We have no shakhs the Yitzhar to Avadazar. They shakhted it. But it's easy to understand the Yitzhar to bring something to a malach. If you're already having shakhs to a malach, you want him on your side, and that's dangerous. Because a malach is not an independent power, and that's why there's always the tumult by Machnise Rachamim and all the tefillahs with the malachim. The many clays are more or less, as we say it here and there, Brachuni Lashalom, but it has to be emphasized that that's the rebellion Shalom Bidabining too. And we don't have intermediaries, even though that's what it sounds like a malach is. But that's a that's that's a complicated sugi. Yes. They look like they're eating. Oh, so they look like they're eating, and there's a lot of rate on that with the bus of a chalov. That by I was one of the terutzim of Moshe Rabbeinu to the malachim. Kosh Baruch said, "Answer the malachim. They don't want you to take the terutzim. And you tell them they don't even keep bus of a chalov. They don't keep bus of a chalov. They didn't eat." Some taina, they were ever ambitious. Because as soon as they swallowed it, it got burnt because their being is a fire. That's not so pushed because the chsam sefer is a tshuva. If it's bishul, it's right away lekalkel, gets burnt to a crisp. Probably not the answer of bishul either. That's a shaila in hilchas basa b'chalav. If it's burnt beyond that, that's not a ma'isa bishul. It's a ma'isa streifa. It's it's shalad sorry, even though according to the shita, it's pesach. Okay, so uh, you don't normally serve milchik sanyantiv either, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, the baking matzahs, yeah. So they, they came to comfort Abmavinu, so Abmavinu can give. That's the Chiddush by the Chesed, is that he had to give. And even if there are no takers over here, he's still doing nice giving. That's the Musar Shaboy in terms of the uh, working on the Midas. I'm sure he did. Clue is about as strong as it was. And then he realized and they started talking about that you're going to have a child. And they were going to destroy Saddam and turn over the cities, and that's when it became uh, obvious. What? Uh, I don't know if it's polite to take away the plates <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah, so, oh, it's uh, that the message. Pashas, it was after dinner. What? Uh, it's, that's the thing. It's, it looks like almost, uh, not for Abmavinu, but if you serve, put something in a plate and serve it to a malach and it gets burnt, that sounds 
like something we don't want to get into. Sounds like a sounds like a carbon, which is I think why the reaction was so strong over here. That's a, it was not Bavino's I mean, issue, but uh, yeah. That just shows you the madrega. No, because the whole that, that's a good kasha. The answer is is that malachim can go incognito, and the whole purpose here was to make Amavino feel better. He was so ice mensch because he couldn't do chesed. He wanted, so the whole purpose that would defeat the purpose if the malachim is that well, I, I can't do you, you don't need a place to sleep. You know, that would have defeated the whole purpose. So they were more dressed up, and that's not a kasha malachim. Malachim Elionavi throughout the Darius does it all the time, and they have no clue. Sometimes not afterwards. Sometimes only afterwards. And, so that wouldn't be a kasha. From all I know about malachim, that wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be a kasha. So that's the esoteric part of the shear. Now we go back to the very esoteric and difficult job of Shimshon. And we had an introduction which gave us an insight of what's coming, but uh, you'll see we're still not prepared because his own parents aren't prepared, even though they're the ones who got the Navua. And you'll see the first case in point. Let's go to Perikyadal Pasigalaf. Vayerit Shimshon Timnasa. There's a lot of Gemara besides the other Medrashim that make a diak in every single word as is needed in Navi in general and especially by Shimshin. So already Vayered, if you take a look at the Radak in Aleph, Vayered, Shimshin, Timnasa. Vayered is a frightening word. We don't like talking about Yeridas. So he's going down. Unless geographically you live on the top of a hill, and you just walk down to the valley, which is a possibility. The problem is, Timna, if it's the same city, we have a description in Chumash, in Bereshis, and it says over there that they told Tamar, So, is Timna in a valley, or is it in a mountain? Top of a mountain, or halfway up the mountain, carved into the mountain. So, well, that's the shy. Is going up here a geographical thing, or is it a ruchnias? That's going to be part of the question. The, the pasuk can be giving ramazim. Well, first, the Gemara wants to ascertain. That's going to be a machlekes. What the answer is? You can have something in the middle, as I said, the mountain. It could be. There are cities carved into mountains there to show all the time, the whole Harnof and all. So you could be over here and going up if you're starting from here and going down if you're starting from the top. That's, that's one of the possibilities. So the Radak just quotes a Bekitzer. We didn't see the full Gemara yet. Uh, hopefully we'll get to it. There were two of them. So popular name of the city. There are a lot of Goshen's one in New York, one in Mitzrayim, probably more than I don't know about, named after the one in Mitzrayim. A lot of famous cities. It could be two of them. Meham Amru, Chada Timnasi, Dasi Mahagisa Aliyah, Dasi Mahagisa Yerida. It was in the middle. It depends where you're coming from. Dech Drash Yehuda Shinis Alabak Siv Be Aliyah. And the Ruchniyas component over here is that it's a remez, Yehuda was going into a matzah that was going to be very uncomfortable and very embarrassing, but let me say, he was bringing the 
forebearers of the Melech HaMashiach, and it was a tremendous thing that was about to happen. So it's in general Aliyah. A lot of you read this along the way, but it was the uh, purposes of Aliyah. Shimshin Shnezgana Siv Be Yerida. This is the first very frightening, this is the first Pusik. It didn't even start yet. And there's already foreboding, sort of, that it's a difficult job and it's going to remain a very difficult job. And Shimshin is going to try his best and he's a Satika Sadelim and his parents are going to try to help. And it's not going to be Pushit. That's the nice way of saying it now. He's the Lush and Shimshin Shnezgana the Gemara. We have to find out the difficult limit over here, which we're going to work at, is find out what went wrong, because clearly his job was different, and clearly he was mandated to make this, as we saw in the introduction of Dessler, to make this a personal vendetta, personal muhammad, so that they're not strike back against the Yidin. It's a very difficult thing to do. He looks very, very Jewish, very rabbinic-looking, and not to make this a Jewish battle is difficult. He's got to make it so personal that it's a personal simcha and I'm sort of a renegade, which he wasn't, but he's acting like one. And don't take it out on the people because they rejected me also, which along the way, there, are people, there will be people with tainas. He's trying to dress all this up in looking like some personal feud, like somebody who's uh, slightly erratic and don't cross him because he can get out of control. He's going to do that very well and his plan is they're not going to attack any Yidin even though Lushitasa, if it's not about Yidin he's not going to strike back if they attack Yidin because he's a renegade but he doesn't have much shaykhs to his people but he had enough shaykhs he was a shaykh the whole time so they can't really figure it out he has shaykhs doesn't have shaykhs he's a leader he's, a, he's rejected there's a lot of steers there and they had spies all over the place they said well, he can't be totally separated because we have words from our spies, he's doing something like Dine Teira. <laughs> so he was a Shafid. So they're still going to be a little nervous, you know, maybe he's going to take it personal, even though he seems to be interested in marrying us. So that was all a camouflage. That's, as you can imagine, going to be a very difficult balance, even Shimshin, and there was nobody better because he was the one that the Nevoas Yaakovin was talking about. Even Shimshin is not going to get it exactly right. And we're going to try to explain from the get-go what the issue was, because this was the script. He's not going off script, L'chaira. The only way to integrate, to make it a personal battle, is to make a shidduch and pretend like you're marrying them. It can be clear, when we get to the Rambam, she was Megayer, not marrying a, a lady who was uh, from the locals, that not going to be an issue of Zion Umas, we already uh, learned in Shavtim that the Plishtim were right by the border, the border that we had now, the border of that goes to the ocean, goes to the Mediterranean. We had a difficult time, if you remember, being a chef and explaining what they're doing there the whole time. But Lamaisa, it's supposed to be part of Eitz Yisrael eventually, but they were the last holdout, and they caused a lot of trouble. They weren't the Zionumas. That's the good news. There's also Machalikas in the Gemara, is the Isser of... Is it on Zion Umas even after their Megayer? And that's the Chiddush, even though they're Yidin now? Or is it only before the Megayer and the rest of the non-Jewish Noshim have some sort of other Isser, but it's not this Isser? That's a big Machlikas in the Sugiyang Subis. And we're going to go back to that as well. Right now, it's going to be Megayer and she's going to have to be Makabal Mitzvahs and 
it's going to be kosher v'yasher, even though it's the last thing you would imagine in terms of a shidduch. Uh, he is the uh, best kosher v'tzadik tamachacham on the market, so to speak. And his parents want to know the same thing. So with that, let's begin. V'yerit shimshun timnasa v'yar isha b'timnasa mibnais plishtim. We're going to read a number of psukim first and then go back to the Rambam and discuss the whole issue with the Geris, which is a big issue, one of the main issues of this whole parak. Interesting, in the Yiddish Minig and apparently even by the Gayim at that point, Lahavdal, Nobody went off and got married. The parents arranged the match. So even though this looks bizarre to everybody, he goes to his father and says, I want to get married. I think I selected the right one for my plan. Can you check it out and arrange it? Which is not something they were very happy about. And the question is, why didn't they realize this is part of the plan? Now, this is not America circa 1921. Sounds like a conversation. This is what, why? The answer is, wasn't it? She was converting and doing it right. It's going to be just wondering. Are we as a shidduch market so schwach that uh, he's the, and he's the best one around? He says, we can get anybody. Is it so schwach? This is what you're picking? And we're wondering, why don't they know about the plan? We're in Muncie, and we know about the plan. <laughs> so, so you say, well, they didn't have five hours of introduction. They had more than that. They were talking to a malach. The malach gave them the instructions. So if you look back now, now that I raised that, the instructions were about Yayin and about uh, the unique Hilchas Naziris. It didn't exactly say what the plan was. Matter of fact, it didn't even approximately say what the plan was, which is Haladavrahu. The Navi spent a while talking to them and chazed it over and spent time there, even without coming for dinner. And the only mention we have about his role is that he's going to start saving Klai Yisrael, make a ration with the Plishtim that they're not going to forget for a while. Yeah, and what's the plan? How is he going to do that? One man fighting against the Hulk doesn't say. How Shimshon knew? That talks about Pa'amon, that the bell's ringing within him, he feels a certain surge. He had the understanding. Apparently he wasn't supposed to or maybe allowed to share that with his parents. Normally a Navua you can't share if you're not told. We don't know if they got an independent Navua. Because the Maseri he got was from his mother, his father. So how Shimshin knew? It bothers me less, but there's no Beferish uh, script either. But he knows, as this Desla says, but everybody agrees to this, that this is part of the plan to get in. He looked at the Pusuk and the uh, snake goes, and the snake slides in, and he's got to be... Uh, Secret cloak and dagger, top secret uh, operation that nobody knows about, but apparently it's to- top secret his parents didn't know either. But that's a, quite a pella. His parents didn't know, and he doesn't exactly answer them either. The Pusik's just going to remind us there's a plan here, you shouldn't think less of Shimshin, even though we start off with the word Vayered Shimshin Timnasa, that it's a Yerida for him. That's a lot to handle, that's why we had an introduction, but even with the introduction, it's a lot to handle. 
And his parents had access to the Pasuk also. Take a look at Bechaz Yaakov. You want to figure out what the plan is. So same way Shimshin figured out. Ejim can't figure out. But apparently they didn't think it would be this. It's not satisfying because you have to add one more thing, which I will add in a moment. Let's first see the Taina again. And he insists in a very respectful way, Ta, I'm not going to go around you because it's respectful parents set up the thing, but you please go talk to them. It's very important we do this now. And he wants to do it right away, which uh, we're going to get to in a moment was possibly part of the issue. Pasik Dalad, Va'avivima la yadu kimi Hashem hi ki hu mavakesh. And the Pusik defends Shimshin, and the Pusik tells us that Shimshin knew the plan, and he was trying to execute it and begin to execute it, and they didn't know that he was trying to pick a fight, and it's got to be a family feud, not a war with the Plishtim on behalf of Klai Yisrael. And he's starting to work on it. It's the first uh, attempt. Causing a lot of damage, inflicting a lot of harm, and economic damage, which is harm, is not what to eat, and he had to start striking back. Why they didn't know that is part, I guess, of the Nisayan and the very undercover operation. The Mishra Sav mentions, and I thought this is a, a good Hosafa to help us understand a little bit more. He tainas that they were shocked. What do you need somebody from the Arelum? She was Magyar. Okay, Magyar, but the Agairus like this, Lashem marriage, you're a very important person, you're a very uh, admirable person. Some sheet is hold. He looked big and strong. The main kayak was the nace, but he also looked apart. That's the Shemshna Giber aspect, is brought in some Acharanim, not in many. The Shaila, what the uh, regular physique was, but he was certainly a tzaddik and a, a well known person and uh, looked like a wonderful husband. Why shouldn't she want to do this? And the Plishtim, interestingly enough, deep down, they're different, I don't know too many of them personally, but you could probably divide real anti-Semites into a couple of categories. And if you have a fellow who uh, has a daughter somewhere, I don't want to pick a state, but whatever, it's a picture somewhere in middle America. And there are people who would say, absolutely not, we're not marrying to any Jewish family, we don't have Jews around here, we don't even invite the Jewish soldiers for Thanksgiving dinner. Habal Lenu. I don't know the Taiva or not. But I, that's a Maisa Shahaya in the, in the army. And they, invited, they found out one of the officers was Jewish. They didn't invite him in America. They disinvited him. Why? We don't have Jews at the table. That's the Messiah here. Okay, that's where they're coming from. It's, uh, this family had no issue and they were very happy because many people in the world have the notion no, it's good to marry a Jew. Not good for us, but. Uh, them marrying Yidin, there are, they tell me there are books in Japanese, in the Far East, all of the bestsellers, how to get yourself in position to marry a Jew, Rahman al-Islam. They think they're going to make money, and that they, they, they control this, they control that. So they, and they, they sell, so for all the anti-Semitism in the world, they seem to be selling a lot of copies of various books, how to, how to get yourself in and marry a, marry a Jew. Just as they continue doing that, unfortunately, they don't realize less of a chance they're going to marry somebody who's really Jewish, even though they think he's Jewish. But that's just a sign of the times, unfortunately. 
So this family is more than okay with it. His parents aren't. The question is, didn't they see the plastic and don't, know the, don't they know the plan? So he suggests that their taina was, you did a geiris, the geiris is chal, she was officially mechabal mitzvah, she has to be here and she has to be your wife, she's mechabal mitzvah. But as we'll see soon in the Rambam, usually when people are suspected of being megayer for marriage purposes, especially if they're happy to get into Geisel, we wait a little bit and don't take them right away to see if this is Lishma and it's going to stick. The story of America. And their basic taina, Mishpah Sav says, is what's the rush? Part of the plan we get, we're, we're, we're looking into, we're, we're figuring out with you, we got to do this right away? And he's demanding, let's get it done, because he knows that Zvizim Adil Mitzvah, this is his Tachos Achayim, and he's got to get started. So he's got to start somewhere. So the sooner I make a vart, then we're going to have the time in between, then I'm going to make a chasna, we're going to have Sharabrochus, I'm going to make some sort of riddle with a wager and give them something they can't answer and pick a fight. He didn't think they would actually torture her to get the information. He's going to have to more than pick a fight. She's going to get uh, killed over this. Uh, They're actually more evil than he uh, entertained. He wanted to pick uh, some level of fighting. It's going to get, which you could say is great for the plan. The fighting will get out of control very quickly. He'll be able to kill more people. The people he's facing are Reitzchim, and they're all potential terrorists. Understand that. You have to keep repeating that as you go along, because it sounds like, why is he picking innocent people? Make it a Shevra Brachas. They're a Shevra Brachas. You don't pick fights like this. Should I use this for a drush coming up in the next? That's a good... Uh, <laughs> so, I'm not going to ask any riddles they can't answer. They wouldn't look... Uh, so, he, you know, he's going to find out. These people are, have a bad reputation of terrorizing Yidden. They're even worse up close. And it's true. And they deserve it. The nice of the parents say, but why don't you... I'll her, your marriage, the Kedusha of the marriage, why don't you wait a little bit? She's pretty fresh. She have more training, and you'll see if she can stick with it, and that's a big consideration. And he felt reason my demon mitzvahs, and maybe they were right. Maybe you should have waited a little bit, and you want to run this whole operation maybe with a different lady who will hold up better in a terror mitzvahs and be a little bit more faithful. And you'll find a way to pick a fight anyway with the shver and with the shvuger, but it doesn't have to be like this. You don't have to put yourself in more danger with your kedusha and the whole. So Shimshin is going to be about his tremendous sitkas and mysterious nefesh, but the danger he keeps putting himself in further and further in doing this almost impossible task. So the first thing is, there's a geiris going on. We'll discuss the geiris at length. If it was Chabadiev, parents are wondering, what's the rush? They waited this long. You grew up. We'll wait a little longer. Let's see what she can do. Let's see what she can handle. Let's see if it was really Chal. So I thought that was an interesting suggestion. Rashi says, Ki sayana hu mavakesh alila lihis garizbam. So he went through the Desla, but he got it from this Rashi. It's clear from the Sugya, from the Gemara, that he's quoting a Safri here, that this was a calculated move to be able to get in with them and, again, for the protection of Klaisal, make it very personal. How we knew this, the only remnants we have, if you just look back before we... Um, Go to the Rambam. Look back at uh, the Rashi in the end of the last parak, Pasuk Chafeim. We saw this already, but just to remind you: V'tocha ruach Hashem l'fa'amoy b'machane don ben tsara ben eshtaol. So Rashi says l'fa'amo l'voy b'kirbo l'fa'amim. 
So he didn't always have the superhuman strength, and he felt that surge when it was needed, but we sometimes see it on the spot when he has to kill a thousand plishtim. It's important to remember this pasuk as we just started the first four pasukim in Yadalid, that I don't think it just means the surge of energy. It means the intuition, Ruach HaKadosh, of this is when you're supposed to start, this is how you're supposed to do it. It looks funny, it's supposed to look funny, and it's halachically a little dangerous. And he knew that, and apparently he felt that he had more of this information in his system, even though it wasn't a direct nevuah, than his parents did. And the Pusik, for now, defends it. Because the parents weren't comfortable with the whole thing, and Mishpah Zazav is adding that they weren't comfortable with the speed that is happening, and that's a good point. But the main thing is they weren't comfortable with the whole thing. That means they didn't know exactly what he was trying to accomplish, and the Pasuk reminds us and tells us exactly what he's trying to do in his defense. That is step number one. I'm going to just uh, begin the Ramam as we have to end in three minutes because they have to daven. So I'm not going to give it out, so then we won't get to it. The Ramam in Halachas Yisurabiya Perik Yedgimel Pasuk Halacha Yedalid has a very, very crucial. We call it an overview. It's not an overview, but it's Yad Chazaka. It's giving us details about Inyan Geiris, but the overview is for Shimshin. He focuses on and Shlomo Melech. Shlomo Melech, we saw married many Nashim who were. Going through the Geras process, they finished, or so he thought. He married them. If you remember from our Navi Shia then, many years ago, he spoke about Shlomo's grand plan, which was Gavaldic, had it worked. And Akash Baruch Hu Kaviyachal ensured, such a lesson, ensured that it didn't work. Even though Shlomo B'chachmasa was a great plan. You marry this Bas Necher and that Bas Arul, and the, 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 every princess from every king, so they're all going to come to Yushalayim for the Shevar Baruchas and for the Afruf and the. It's going to be Gavaldic. I see Niflis Aberi, they're all going to be Megayer to Zaymitz, who's not looking for Gerim, uh, Gemurim. And then the Mashiach will come, and he was supposed to be the Mashiach. He wasn't, wasn't running after the position. He was, this was the pinnacle of power and Ruchnius and Klai Yisrael, and they're both in the base of Medish, and this is it. So he felt that was a chiv on his part. That's a very, very important sugya in a one liner because we covered it. And he felt there's no other way to do it. How are they going to come to Yushalayim? They might visit, they might not. It's going to go too slowly. Again, the key word is speed, which is usually a mile in Zviza, my demon, But in this dangerous sugya of Geiris and bringing foreigners in the Klai Yisrael, it's not a mile. Especially when there's automatic chashad, that they're doing it in the same ishus, in the same money, in the same fame. So it's built in. That's why the Ram is going to focus on Shimshin and Shlomo both when we're doing it with a very strong Ruchniyazdik agenda. And Shlomo Mel died relatively young because the Baruch Hu didn't let him finish the job. So other people should know. You can't be Darish time at a craw. There's something called an Avera Lashma, but it's few and far between. And if you're king, you can't do an Avera like that. Barabim with Cheshbenis, it's just you can't do that in Klai Yisrael. Shimshon already has an advantage. He's not doing a Barabim, and he's looking like a renegade. It's not going to take an example from him. Shlomo didn't look like a renegade. Shlomo was Melch Yisrael. Okay, he was a shayfet. It's somewhat similar, but Shlomo was even more high profile. And he couldn't finish the job. So by the time he was halfway through, they were all in Yushalayim, but they brought their Avodah Zarah in their suitcase. 
And at the airport, they went through the green line. They had nothing to declare. And they should have gone through the red line because they had an avarazar in the suitcase. And they should have opened it up and declared it. And they would have confiscated it and done the midst of the race of destroying it. And they're in Yushalayim bringing Keteris to their avarazar. Shlomo Melech knew about it. He waited and waited and waited as a cure thing. And then the Pasuk ends up saying, like Shlomo Melech himself did it, which he didn't. No sheikh is to it, but he didn't object and he shouldn't have taken them in the first place. And he didn't finish the job. There were a few, quite a few monarchs who came who were very, very impressed. The idea you could see, but too many averas being done in terms of the Geras process and in terms of Le'ab Lanashim and all the things that he felt were necessary for the Harar Shah. Obviously, we're going to focus on Shimshin, but the first two lines of the Rambam. So Rambam warns you, don't even think it's a Havamina. If you're learning the Sugi of Geris, you're learning the Sugi of Navi, with dealing with Sadiqa Elam. Which he, at the end of the day, the end of his life, did. It wasn't perfect, but he did. And historically, it goes down to Sadiqa Elam. He's called Yedidya. The name wasn't taken. Let's take it back. Nasu Noshim Nochris Begeyusen. Al Yala Daitrishin of a Havamina that they married Noshim Nochris Begeyusen. It looks like they did. So the Ramam next week is going to go on to explain what they thought the process should be, and then the Ram will explain what the process in actuality should be and what went wrong. So, Mitzvah we will get to that. If anybody 